First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell with Jenna Tobble, Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience at First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning, Andy. In our last episode, we had fun talking about holiday spending tips. What's the Mm -hmm. big topic for today's Good Money Moves? Yeah, so today we're going to take a look at something else also holiday related, and that is a very famous Christmas story called A Christmas Carol. Um, And as most of you are probably aware and have some knowledge of this uh, holiday tradition story. It's about someone named Ebenezer Scrooge, and he gets visited by four ghosts on Christmas Eve, um, and they kind of teach him some life lessons along the way. And um, but what you may not have thought about is that finances actually play a really big part in this story. Um, you know, you kind of think about it. Scrooge is, after all, a very wealthy businessman, and. The author Charles Dickens spends quite a bit of time in the story talking about the plight of the poor and the downtrodden in this time frame. So there's actually quite a few financial lessons that you can learn from this holiday classic. Beyond learning to be a caring person, right? <laughs> Correct. Well, it's it's one of those stories. It's part of our culture. It is. Just, just the it name is. Scrooge. Yeah. Don't be a Scrooge. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So I guess we'll start with the lessons that we are supposed to learn today on our own journey mm-hmm. from the Christmas yes. Carol. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, the first lesson that comes to mind when you think about this story is really about something we've talked about many, many times on this show, and that is to have a financial goal. And so when you think about this in context to a Christmas Carol story, you know, Scrooge, he doesn't have many admirable qualities at the beginning of the story. No. Um, however, <laughs> he does have one. He has a very clear financial goal in mind. And granted, it it's not maybe the most generous goal. It's to uh, amass as much wealth and money as possible. Um, but it's not that different from someone else, you know, setting aside money for their retirement fund or to save up for their child's college expenses or whatever that financial goal might be for yourself. Oh, his was only for yeah. the sake of money. You <laughs> Right. Yeah, just money for the sake of money. Right. Exactly. And you know, but that wasn't necessarily his isn't the only one with a financial goal, right? The in this story either. There's the two gentlemen who are trying to raise money for a charity that have a financial goal in mind. Even the Cratchits in this story have a financial goal of trying to have a nice Christmas dinner on Bob's meager salary that he's making, right? So everyone has these different goals for you know big, small, in between some personal, some that are a little bit more outward directed, right? Um, But one of the reasons a lot of people struggle financially, right, is because they don't have a clear financial goal. They're not sure what they should set money aside for. And as a result, they don't use their money to do things that are truly meaningful to them. 
Yeah. They just, so, they just go day to day. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. And or month to month, right? They don't have yeah. a clear reason for why they're earning the money they're earning other than to maybe pay their bills, but or they don't really the next, think a lot about it. Just the next vacation rather than long term mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, the, really the lesson you can learn from this story is to take some time this over the next couple of weeks to think about what you'd like to do in the coming months and even the next year, right? Start kind of thinking about maybe some of those New Year's resolutions, but in a more of a formal manner of goals, right? So you can think about things like saving up for travel. There's That's a very reasonable goal. A lot of people enjoy it. It's nothing wrong with having a goal that's fun and something you look forward to. Um, but you can also set goals around getting an education so that you can maybe move up in your career or buying a new car. We all need to get around and then cars are more and more expensive these days. Um, or even making a down payment on a house, saving up for that initial down payment. You know, Those are all good things to be thinking about and planning for that you do need to have that clear financial goal set aside for you. And working towards identifying that goal is a process in itself. Yes. That you just mentioned four or five, and I could probably list off 50 or 60 if you gave me a few minutes. Oh, absolutely. Narrowing those down to the ones that are most important to you or have the most priority and then working towards that list of manageable goals is part of this whole process as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of, you know, dream big at first. Um and then kind of, yeah, figure out, well, what's what's realistic given yeah. my current situation and kind of build out from there. Absolutely. I know a lot of people yeah, absolutely. are, I want to retire now. Mm-hmm. But, for, no, yeah. but for most people, that's not a realistic thing for a number of years in the future. And you better start working on it now if you're actually yeah. going to achieve that goal at some point. Okay. Absolutely. Have financial goals. What's the second lesson? Yeah, so the next one that you can really take away from this holiday story um, is really be kind of be careful with what you have, right? So when you think about a Christmas Carol and the story that goes along with that, it's you know the Cratchits, for instance, they managed to get by on Bob's very meager salary of fifteen shillings a week, which interestingly enough, in today's money, that's ninety three dollars. Is that right? It is. Yeah, when you adjust for inflation and all those fun factors, it comes out to be $93 a week in today's money, which is not going to get you very far. Very meager. Um, It won't even get you a bag of groceries nowadays. No, it it wouldn't. It really wouldn't. And yeah, it's it's a little bit crazy to think about how how little money that really is. and it, and it really isn't a lot, even by today's standards. It's no. definitely not a lot. But you know, they in the story they managed to get by because they're they're judicious about how they use that salary, right? And things, mind you, also cost a lot less at that time. Um, yeah. Well, and also but, even my parents' generation and the generation before them, um, they reused everything. Oh yeah. Yep. And There's live a little bit completely different, different lifestyles. Yeah, our our standard yeah. of living has increased exponentially. 
Yeah, they didn't have to pay for internet and cell phone. And <laughs> really, most people didn't have cars if they were even a thing back then. I'm not even sure from a timeline perspective, but um, yeah, lots of different things they didn't have to worry about. But at the same time, you know, it just it's a good kind of reminder that you know, even if you don't make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, you can still manage to to live kind of within your means, really. Right. And this time of year, especially, it's important to do that. While it's it's there's nothing wrong with, you know, buying gifts and having fun with, you know, family over the holidays and spending a little extra money. That's kind of part of the season. It's fun to do. It's kind of a fun time of year to just let go a little bit. But you still have to keep in mind that not to get sidetracked or do too much if it's not within your your wheelhouse, which we talked about, you know, a lot last week of how you can kind of stay on budget with your holiday spending. Um, you know, don't get sidetracked on sales and deals during this season if it's not something you were intending to buy in the first place, right? And and even if you have a clear financial goal in mind like we talked about just a moment ago, you it's still really easy to fall and get sidetracked um, from your spending. So it's just just remember if you're going to spend money on something not related to your goals, really it's about kind of asking yourself if you really need it or if it's just like a temporary diversion from sure. something more important. So just well, some things you can kind of kind of think about. Well, it's not uncommon for, and I'll plead guilty to this as well that. You know, if you're bored, sometimes you just shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pick up your cell phone or go to the store and wander around and. <laughs> yes. And find something else to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's that is a that's a really great point. I catch myself doing that all the time, just looking on Amazon at the things that are a deal, if the deal of the day or, you know, whatever they have. Um, Thankfully, I have the willpower to not buy it. I just like looking. Um, But there is so many people who don't maybe have that level of willpower. And it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong with you. It just, that is there because they want you to spend money on it. They don't care about your financial goals. They just want you to spend. So you have to be the one to kind of be more careful with that and and choose your purchases with with care you know and in consideration for what it is you're really trying to do with your finances and i know i'm not alone in my gender is i have an inability to enter a home improvement store and leave without something <laughs> do, you, so do you often I, go to the home improvement store just no, to for, waste time no no for that <laughs> very reason that for that very reason i do not go to the home improvement store very often because I know I will go there and buy something I don't need to buy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I'm not alone in that either. That's for sure. Oh, we have to take yeah. a break. Oh, Janet. no. <laughs> oh, boy. Already. Okay. Yeah. So we'll return in just a few minutes with more of Good Money Moves, a Christmas carol story today with Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Ho, 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 ho. Auto value has... With Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM. And 96.9 FM. Welcome back. It's Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell, Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union, of course, and 
Today we're talking about a Christmas carol, and Jenna's doing a good job of translating that into good money moves. Um, yeah. I keep going back to Bob Cratchit making 93 bucks a week. Yeah, and, I and know. He had, and it's portrayed that he has a fairly good job working for Mr. Scrooge. Not that mm-hmm. Mr. Scrooge pays him fairly, but um, it certainly makes you want to reflect on how you live your life. I'm talking about myself mm-hmm. and, and where I spend my money and mm-hmm. how I spend it. And yeah, even mm-hmm. at our level, we're, we're living high in the hog. That's for sure. So yeah. we talked about a yeah, financial, have a financial goal and be prudent with mm-hmm. uh, how you take care of your money. What's the next lesson? Yeah. So the next lesson is kind of the opposite of that, but not quite, right? It's spend your money on what matters to you. That's really the next lesson that comes out of this classic story. Uh, You know, we talked about being careful with your money. And at first glance, you might think that in the story, Scrooge is very, very careful with his money since he doesn't uh, just give it away and he doesn't spend it on luxury. He's like extra cold to keep the the business warm while Bob is working away on Christmas Eve, right? Um, however, Scrooge is not judicious with his money. He doesn't spend it on anything and not even himself. He doesn't keep his office warm, right? He makes his employee miserable. He doesn't spend money on a nice house. Um, you know, he lives in the house that his old business partner Marley used to live in. He only lights one room in the house and, you know, I on and on the Christmas Eve dinner is a bowl of gruel. Like he <laughs> is almost too careful with his money, right? So in some he's ways, a this Scrooge. Is one of, he's a Scrooge. It's where the word comes from, right? <laughs> exactly. And it's really, it's one of the most tragic things about him is that he has all this money and he is so focused on keeping it. He won't even use it to make himself happy. And Scrooge isn't necessarily alone in this. There are a lot of people who are so concerned with saving that they don't spend it on things that truly matter. He only lives once. Yes, yes. It's a balance. It's really about balance, right? So, for instance, you might not want to spend money on an eye exam, even though most people need to see. You know, they might also give up on... (laughs) going out to eat to the point where they pass up on opportunity to to spend quality time with friends and family right um there's you should at least spend money on your own health and comfort um not to mention your family's health and comfort um it and really it's it's okay to spend money the more important thing is to make sure you're not wasting it on impulse buys and short-term pleasures that are not actually going to bring you that comfort and happiness because it's not working towards things that you truly do value or true goals that you have for yourself or your family. So that's where, yeah, go ahead. Money is a tool. It's not the end all. But I can understand where that comes about, where you... Mm -hmm. Get started on a process of, let's say, trying to meet a financial goal by living more frugally. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you find out that, hey, this isn't all that bad. I can live without this, this, this. And then you ratchet it down even further. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're getting to the point where you're 
you're becoming a Scrooge yourself. Exactly. Yeah, it's almost this anxiety around spending builds because you're so afraid of that you'll make a wrong choice or that you'll in a lot of times, you know, you'll feel like maybe you might need that money later on for something or, you know, there's a lot of that going around. And that's where, you know, going back to, you know, just being more um, thoughtful about what you do and don't use your money for can be actually very freeing. Because you no longer feel guilty for spending things that on things that you like, and you're still probably able to work towards those more important, bigger financial goals that you have, and you feel like your money is being used to its fullest instead of just not having any clue where all the money you made went. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's You've- really about, yeah, just be thoughtful and with your spending on and make sure it's something that matters to you. You've um, mentioned in past episodes, taking the time to actually ponder the role of money in your life and what you want and need the money for and to be, I don't know, cognizant of the role it plays in your life. And I think that's part of this is to meditate. I don't like to use that term. Yeah. You know, consciously think of why you are spending your time earning this money and what you need to do with it and what you can do with it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think it was the episode we maybe talked about, like journaling about your finances and, and kind of having some prompts for yourself to help you start to think about that and solidify the value that money has in your life and is that the value you want it to have is really what this is this lesson is all about (laughs) so you don't become a scrooge yes exactly i know of uh my parents generation that lived through the great depression and their parents who obviously were raising their children during the great depression Mm -hmm. it was hard for them after the booming years of the economy in the 50s, 60s to adjust to that and mm-hmm. to actually spend money for leisure. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, you know, growing up in a household like that, it would be strange. It would be, a, yeah, Dad, you, you know, you can buy yourself a car. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's very true. You're You're very right there. I think when you maybe come from a place of, limited resources and you eventually get to a place where you have that bountiful resource, it can be really hard and kind of scary almost to spend that money sometimes because you're not sure if it's always going to be there. But that again, that's where having that thoughtfulness around your spending really can help because even if you do spend that money and you end up needing something down the road or that money's not there all of a sudden anymore, you know that you made good choices with it while you had it. Yes. Good point. Exactly. We Mm -hmm. need to take another break already. Jenna Taubel with First Alliance Credit Union with us this morning. It's Good Money Moves back in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROCAM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Taubel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROCAM and 96.9 FM. Even brighter with beautiful jewelry. 
We're talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Good money moves this week. A Christmas carol, a fitting subject to avoid being a Scrooge. But uh, <laughs> uh, Jenna Tobble, we have covered a few of the lessons that we can learn from uh, reading or watching the, what, five billion different movies that have been made uh, based yeah, upon The Christmas yeah. Carol. Yeah. Uh, My favorite I, is the Muppet version, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> I love the Muppet version of this story so much. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. I'll have to check it out. It's good. But, so we covered <laughs> having a financial goal, being judicious with what I have, and then also being judicious with spending. Are there any other lessons we haven't covered yet? Yeah, I w- you know, the final lesson that you can really learn from this classic story is share the wealth. Um, and so if you remember when in the story when Marley visits Scrooge and he says to him that the chains he's wearing are the result of his greed and selfishness when he was alive. Yes. So... Yeah, and now that he's a ghost, his punishment is then to walk the earth and see the people he could have helped while he was alive, but now cannot. And so in the story, Charles Dickens really takes this one step further by having Scrooge then see those several other ghosts that are like Marley outside of his window, all of whom are waiting helplessly at the sight of a homeless woman and her son. Um, And the irony is that while the ghosts are alive, they could have helped the woman, but they chose not to. And in death, they can only watch the suffering happen. So that's kind of dark and sad, but that's kind of the point. Yes. Um, You know, you're probably not going to end up as a ghost wearing chains if you don't give a certain amount of money to charity every year. But one of the top regrets people do have on their deathbed is that they wish they'd done more and focused more on their relationships instead of working and on money. And this is very, very true. So, you know, really the idea here is that if your finances are in order and your family is taken care of, why not spend some time spreading your wealth, right? You don't have to donate money necessarily, right? You can volunteer at a homeless shelter or donate items to secondhand stores that help people or donate goods to the food shelters. I mean, there's lots of ways to kind of spread your wealth without necessarily having to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars every year. Although you do tend to get, you know, a tax break when you donate money, right? So there's some benefit to you financially to do it as well. (laughs) But (laughs) besides the benefit of feeling good about helping somebody. Right. Yes, that's yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, and everyone knows that at the end of A Christmas Carol, how Scrooge's newfound generosity essentially means that tiny Tim in the story doesn't die. So your generosity may not save someone's life directly, but you will make people's lives better. And sometimes even helping people out a little bit can be enough, right? So the lesson is really don't underestimate the effect that your generosity can have. And especially this time of year is a time of year where a lot of people like to give to charity and and volunteer their time. And and this time of year is a great time of year to do that. It can help really 
build spirit and and make everyone feel good. Um, but you can do it throughout the year. And you don't necessarily have to do it through a nonprofit either. You can, if you just have a neighbor who lives nearby who maybe needs help with yard work because they're um, unable to care for it themselves, or you know somebody in your workplace who's having a hard time, maybe you can just give them a, a nice little card or note, let them know that you're thinking of them and have well wishes from them. There's lots of ways that you can spread your generosity that don't necessarily cost a lot of money either. So Yeah, and don't waste time. The yes. idea that, oh, as you mentioned, the regrets that people express on their deathbeds, um, they waited until that point. There are no guarantees. Today is the day and tomorrow may or may not be here. Exactly. Yes. Well, yeah. very good. I think, yeah. Well, excellent lessons. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's. I, I take this to heart. I mean, when you watch that. Yeah program or read read the actual Dickens novel, it's it's pretty hard to avoid the point he was trying to make. Yeah, and add, exactly. Add the lessons that you superimposed over the story. And yeah. that, uh, that's even more helpful. So I, I don't imagine you actually have in your website a section about a Christmas carol, but I imagine that there's a way I can find out more information about the financial goals we talked about, judicious spending and uh, being judicious with the money I have and the savings I I, I'm, I hold today. Yeah. yeah, actually, we do have um, a blog all about these lessons. And I think the blog probably goes into even more detail um, than what we covered here today. Um, and we have a couple other uh, uh, blog posts out there as well around some other uh, holiday-themed specials that you can learn financial lessons from um, as well. So we do, believe it or not, we do have some fun, fun blog posts. They're not just all about <laughs> you know debt and loans, and there there's some fun stuff out there too that you should definitely take, take some time to check out. So, and you can do that by visiting our website at firstalliancecu.com. You can get subscribed to our blog. Um, we do release new financial tips and advice out there every week. Um, you can also check out all the articles on financial lessons that you can learn from different holiday specials and um, not just ones that are focused on Christmas either. We have, like I said, we we have some fun with the information we share out there for sure. So check it out. Um, you can certainly go back and listen to past episodes of this show at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. And if you love our show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Um, if you have a financial topic that you'd like us to cover or questions you'd like answered on Good Money Moves, please send me an email at marketing at firstalliancecu.com. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our team at First Alliance Credit Union. They can help you start making good money moves today. That's First Alliance Credit Union, federally insured. This 